Welcome to Real Testaments. The messages shared at Church of God Mission International, Church for Real. We trust God that through this message, your life will be transformed and you will receive grace to influence your world. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Let me tell you something before I go into the message for today. And I want you to pay attention to this. Leave everything you are doing and, and keep your eyes on me right now. Praise God. Um, so I took some time to pray this year. I went out for a retreat to pray. And I do that every year. Take time to pray. And God speaks to me. Hallelujah. Now listen to me. The, the fact that you see fake is evidence that there is real. Do you understand? Proof that there is original is fake. So when you see fake, the only reason it is fake is because there's original. Otherwise, if there's no original, that fake would have been the original. Praise the Lord. So God said these words to me about this year. The Archbishop has told us to focus on Christ for the supernatural. So I was praying and asking, how do we position ourselves for supernatural opportunities. Because I like to see opportunities in everything. If you are laid back and waiting for things to come to you, you might end the year saying God didn't do anything. Praise God. But what I know is that what God will do, God has already done. Praise the Lord. That mindset needs to be in you that what God will do, God has already done. God is not planning to send his other son. <laughs> Praise the Lord. To come and continue from where Jesus stopped. He doesn't have another one for sacrifice. The only sacrifice was Jesus Christ. And when Jesus died on the cross, it is that sacrifice that is responsible for everything else. No other sacrifice will be made. So if you are waiting for something God will do before you succeed, God has finished doing it. By sending his son to die. Praise the Lord. So what I am seeing and hearing is not just focused on Christ for the supernatural, but for supernatural opportunities. Because if God has done his part, there's nothing else for him to do. Opportunities will present themselves this year. And what you do is, how do I seize these opportunities? That's the question you must ask yourself. How do I take advantage of these opportunities? So that you will not blame God. Because that's what some people do. do. Oh, this whole 2003, it wasn't good for me. God, why? God is also asking you why, because I did everything. He's asking you why. Why didn't you do well? Why didn't you succeed? Because I've done everything for your success. Praise the Lord. Scripture says he has blessed us. It, the Bible doesn't say he will bless us. He says he has blessed us with every spiritual blessings in Christ Jesus. He has blessed us. Praise God. So, I asked God, what do I need to do? How do we seize the opportunities, supernatural opportunities? Because they will open themselves up this year. The reason, one reason why you must praise and celebrate today, whenever you hear that things are hard, listen to me, they are not saying things are hard for you. Do you understand? It's not a statement to you. When Jesus said, the poor you will always have with you, he didn't say you will be the poor. He's saying that this is the truth about the, the, and the world. Things will get difficult, things will be tough, but it's not you they are talking about. Are you hearing me? 
Praise the Lord. Because every time there are challenges, every time there's recession, depression, or whatever you call it, there are opportunities. Do you know that in times like this, that's when people will sell properties for cheap? Praise the Lord. Because people are desperate. So opportunities will open up this year. Don't join the company of those that will say things are tough, things are hard. Say opportunities are coming. Can you tell somebody opportunities are coming? So when you see difficult things around, say there are opportunities coming. Praise God. So how do we position ourselves? Number one, see the key word. The key word, say with me, investment. That's how you position yourself this year. Investment. That's the word. One, if there is one word that sums it up, it is investment. Praise God. I wish somebody is listening to me. If there's one word. So listen to me. Number one, invest in yourself. Tell somebody, invest in yourself. Whatever it takes, build capacity. Investment in yourself is capacity building. Spend some money that you don't have. Because even when people have money, they say, I don't have. Spend some money you don't have to develop yourself. So that when the opportunities come, you will be the obvious choice. Praise the Lord. So people are running out of the country. What does that mean? Vacancies opening everywhere. But if you are not building capacity, you will be complaining. What you will be seeing is that this country is so hard, people are leaving. While others will be seeing, as people are leaving, vacancies are opening up. Praise the Lord. So instead of complaining with those that are complaining, you are seeing opportunities. Invest in yourself. Say it again, invest in yourself. Number two, invest in your future. Otherwise, you will become a disgruntled old man or woman. Invest in your future. So, what are you positioning now for the next 10 years? For the next 20 years? For your retirement? What are you positioning now? So, you must deliberately invest in your future. What can you put away now that will be relevant to you tomorrow? Tell somebody, invest in your future. Number three, invest in others. Invest in others. That is so. Investment in yourself is capacity. Investment in your future is security. Investment in others brings fulfillment. If you don't invest in others, you will never have the expression of fulfillment in life. Praise God. Because what people, where the only way people find invest in fulfillment is when you see somebody you helped and the person is successful. Sometimes you would think the person is bragging. You say, that's my boy. It's not bragging, it's fulfilled. He believes that I, I helped this person. This person is great now. It's an expression of fulfillment. Ah, that guy, I am the one that uh, made him. Why are people saying that? Say he's just bragging. No, he's fulfilled. He's seen purpose being achieved. If he dies, he will say, at least there's something I contributed to this earth. Praise the Lord. Investment in others. Find one person. Are you hearing me? Find one person at least who cannot pay back. That's the key word. The person cannot pay back. If you find somebody that you know the person, you see the person going somewhere, you want to invest so that that is investment in yourself. Because you are looking for returns. That's investment in yourself, not or in your future. Not investment in others. It has to be somebody who cannot pay back. Somebody who doesn't have the capacity to reward you. 
Find that person and help the person. In any way possible. Pay somebody school fees. Praise God. Give somebody a scholarship. And somebody is thinking, how can I afford it? Some scholarships are not much. Praise God. If it's a state school, the scholarship will not be much. But within your capacity. Find somebody that cannot feed. Find somebody that just identify somebody and empower that person one way. So sponsor somebody to learn a skill. It's as simple as that. Something simple. Find someone. Empower. If you have the resources, do more than one. But this year, three investments. Number one. Number two. Number three. Celebrate Jesus. You may be seated. This is how you seize supernatural opportunities. Bow your heads where you are. Praise God. I want somebody to help me sing this song. Ezebube, see how far you brought me. Ezebube, I'm so glad you found me worthy. I can see, I can tell, and I know it's your grace all my days I will see. Can we sing it one more time? Is it See how do me a favor, sing it to God. Like imagine you are alone here with God. Nobody else came to church, just you and God. I can see, I can tell, and I know it's your grace. My days I will sing your Can we sing it one more time? Sing it to him, sing it to him. See how far you brought me. I'm so glad you found me worthy. I can see. I can tell and I know it's your grace all my days I will sing your talking about grace overflow father let your word bring light and understanding keep it plain and let Jesus be glorified in Jesus name we pray now I like this song because of one line and I'm grateful for all the other lines because, I mean, see how far you've brought me. Isn't it a good thing to reflect on? But where I like it is, I'm so glad you found me worthy. Praise God. I like this one better than, I couldn't earn it. I don't deserve it. Praise God. Because I believe that if it's been paid in your name, you deserve it. Because that mindset needs to shift. The thinking that I don't deserve it makes you timid. Makes you less demanding. Because every time you pray, you imagine that God, I am at your mercy. If you don't like me today, you won't do it. No, you are not at his mercy at that point. Praise the Lord. Because it has been paid in your name. So 
I'm so glad you found I am now worthy. That's the essence. Please tell somebody I'm now worthy. That means the good things of 2024, I deserve it. If people are getting new jobs in 2024, I deserve it. If people are getting blessed this year, I deserve it. I should be one. I deserve it. You don't come to pray saying, God have mercy on me, a, a poor sinner. Because somebody paid for your sins. So I deserve what I'm coming to ask for. That's why the Bible says, come boldly before his throne of grace. You are coming boldly because somebody has paid in your name. Hallelujah. You don't come with fear. You come with boldness. Somebody paid in your name. Praise God. So when you go into a place, imagine that, I, I always use this illustration. Imagine that I take somebody, let me use Pastor Uyi because you know he won't do that. He's not gentle like that. I take Pastor Uyi to a restaurant. Where's the most expensive restaurant in Lagos? Don't tell me the name. What, how much do they spend so that we don't advertise them? How much for buffet? Uh, what? Lagos is cheap, oh, 25,000 for a buffet. <laughs> like how much? Like how much? Only. Ah, Lagos is really cheap. I should move to Lagos. <laughs> there are places you will go for a buffet and it's not like the 500,000. Praise the Lord. 200,000. You go and sit there, you'll be paying for everything else but the food you are eating. <laughs> Praise God. So let's imagine that I take you to a place for 200,000 buffet. We go there. And you sit down there. And I say to you, I have a meeting with Pastor Richard. I have paid. Just go ahead and take it, the buffet. I'm coming back. When I'm done with my meeting, I'll come pick you and we'll leave. Now imagine, Reverend Uyi, because... You know it's not him, but because he doesn't have 200,000 in his account. So he's thinking, wow. So all these people have 200,000 to pay. Wow. These people are big people, though. They are enjoying, though. Let me just behave myself because I don't belong here. Then he sits down and at a corner, one small edge. And then he's looking at the food and thinking, let me not go and take the one that is more than my capacity. So he goes in and takes a little portion. Say, just to respect myself. And goes to a corner and is eating. And still feels like I don't belong. And then he comes, I come, I mean he sees somebody spill water on the ground and he's thinking, maybe if I help them clean this water, they might accept me in this place. That's how some people do Christianity. You are looking for validation. So you say, if I now mop the place for them, they might accept me that I'm useful. I'm adding value. So I come back and I meet Reverend Uyi mopping the floor. Cleaning the ground. Guess what I will say? You are such a humble man of God. And you, are the, you are a great man of God. How many of you think that's what I'm going to say? That will be the last time. Even if I tell you you are humble, I don't mean it. That will be the last time I will ever take you to any place of value. Because you just wasted my money. Praise God. You see, this is how we treat the grace of God. We imagine that because I didn't pay, I don't deserve it. No. Once it is paid in your name, guess what you should do? You should tell somebody, shift. Let me sit down. You tell them, can I have a good seat? 
Nobody knows whether it's in your account or not your account. It has been paid in your name. You demand for more. You sit down like everybody else. When it's time to eat, you eat all you can. When I come in and I see a lot of food on your table, I'll say, well done. Well done. Where, where else will we go next week? <laughs> Praise the Lord. So God, see, salvation came to you free. But it wasn't cheap. It cost God everything. God wants you to prosper. God wants you to excel. So listen to me. Say to, to yourself, I deserve to excel. I deserve to prosper. Praise the Lord. Give Jesus a hand in this place. I want to read, I want to read a couple of scriptures and then we'll just take this very fast. Psalm 100 verse 1 to 5. Thank you, Jesus. So I'm talking about grace overflow. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Grace overflow. I'll read this scripture and then I'll point a few, bring out a few points. In the Passion Translation, thank you. Lift up, uh, so it's a poetic song for thanksgiving. Lift up a great shout of joy to the Lord. Go ahead and do it, everyone. I think this is a good place to lift up a great shout to the Lord. It says, go ahead and do it, everyone, everywhere. Worship Yahweh with goodness. Worship Yahweh with gladness, rather. Sing your way into his presence with joy. And realize what this really means. This means we have the privilege of worshiping God. And that's a privilege, right? Because God can ask stones to just worship him. We have the privilege of worshiping the Lord our God. For he is our creator and we belong to him. Say, I belong to him. I belong to him means that I am his responsibility. Let the one who has the car wash the car. Let the one who has the house maintain the house. If I belong to God, I am his responsibility. Praise the Lord. This is how I know that God will take care of you this year. We are the people of his pleasure. You are the one that makes God happy. We make God happy. We make him smile. He's not angry with you. It says, you can pass through his open gates with the password of... What's the password? Praise. Come right into his presence with... Come, bring your thank offering. I hope you came with your offerings. Bring it to him and affectionately bless his beautiful name. For Yahweh, for Yahweh is what? Always good. God is good always. Hallelujah. Yahweh is always good. The situation, don't use, don't look at the situations around you and use it to determine the goodness of God. The scriptures are clear. God is always... What if things are not moving like you want them? Is God still good? What if things are not falling in place like you planned it? What if your 12 plans for the year, they are not coming into shape by March or April? God is always good. Praise God. 
and ready to receive you. He's so loving that it will amaze you. So kind that it will astound, astound you. This is where I like. He is famous for his faithfulness. Everyone knows our God can be trusted. For he keeps his promises to every generation. Tell somebody our God is famous for his faithfulness. Tell somebody our God can be trusted. Hallelujah. The biggest gift of grace. The biggest gift of grace is summed in three words. God with us. That's the biggest gift of grace. When they introduce Jesus coming to the earth, he, he says his name shall be called what? Emmanuel, which means God with us. That's the biggest gift of grace. God with us. This is a consciousness you must have everywhere you go that God is with us. This is how you win. God is with us. God is with us. Praise God. I want Pastor Ike, please come Reverend Ike, come. God is with us. I started thinking, if the prodigal son, when he was leaving, if he went with his father, what would have happened? If the father said, I'll join you, let's go together. Do you think he would have been stranded? Because the father had everything he needed. So imagine the father going with him and then he's wasting money. Guess what the father will do? Replenishing. The father will be replenishing because the father will be going with him. Now, if someone comes to try to stop him, who is big enough? Who is big enough? Who has muscles and power? Pastor Patrick, come, come, come. Come and be the bully here. Just for today. I know you don't bully anybody. So I'm using people who can't do what I'm telling them to do. You know, I cannot be a prodigal son. <laughs> Praise God. So, you come, your father is with you and you are coming. Come, come try to, to stop him. Guess what happens? You, you imagine that the father will be watching. No matter what comes against him, the father will be standing. The father will be answering. Praise the Lord. You become untouchable because your father is with you. You become unstoppable because your father is with you. I have a little niece. Now she's big. I, used, I like to call her little. But she's big now. She has a master's in law. But she's my little niece. Because she's growing, I'm growing, right? So the same age, no matter how old you grow, with the same gap is still there. Praise God. She, when she was small, she had this t-shirt that I always fancied. On that t-shirt is written, my father can whip your father. Say, my daddy can whip your daddy. And that's the kind of arrogance you must go into this year with. To say that I'm untouchable because my God is with me. And this is the, the, the reason for praise. My God is with me. So no one can stop me. Nothing can stop me. No matter what comes my way, my God is with me. Praise the Lord. So when you go through troubled waters, guess where he is? When you go through challenges, guess where he is? With you, praise the Lord. But you see the biggest part. God with us takes a lot of dimensions. God with us, the Bible says, we are in Christ. And it also says Christ in me. So the question I always ask people, which one is correct? Are you in Christ or Christ is in you? Which one is correct? If, if you are inside him, can he be inside you? So are you in Christ or Christ is in you? 
If you take a bottle of Sprite and pour in a bottle of water and shake it, is the Sprite in the water or the water in the Sprite? <laughs> At that point, we have become one with him. Praise the Lord. So the name he bears, that's the name you bear. Hallelujah. If he's victorious, guess who else is victorious? If he's successful, guess who else is successful? If he's unstoppable, guess who else is unstoppable? If you believe that, celebrate him in this place. Hallelujah. Now watch this. Because, so we moved from that level of just, see it, not just God walking beside me. Praise God. You know what John, what happened to John? Jesus, when John came in, and this is a scripture I'm sure your pastor will teach you this year because that bishop has been talking about it. When John came to ask Jesus, are you here to come or should we look for another? Jesus said something to them. He says of every man born of woman, there's no one greater than John the Baptist. But in the kingdom, the least is greater than he. That's mystery. But it's simple. Look at the everyone before John. The, the I, the ingredient for greatness is Jesus Christ. Everyone before John that came before him, they prophesied about Christ. All the prophets, Christ is coming. Unto us a child is born. They were prophesying. They were told about Christ. They were, Christ was revealed to them. Praise God. So they became great because Christ was revealed to them. But when John came, it was John that revealed Christ. Christ was revealed by John. Hallelujah. That made John greater because even the angels longed to peep into these things. That made John greater. But watch what happens in the kingdom. Christ is not revealed to us. It's not revealed just by us. It's revealed in us. So the Christ they are pointing to now is revealed in us. So watch this. At this point, it is not just God with you, it is God revealed in you. Hallelujah. It is God revealed in you. This is how you walk about. Remember this picture. This is how you walk about. Christ, if they're looking for Christ, guess where they need to look now? Because he's revealed in you. Praise the Lord. Now, because of this, when if any man be in Christ, I like the in Christ mindset. The in Christ mindset means that I am inside Christ. That gives you a sense of protection. Because I'm inside Christ, I want to, I want to give me that water. I'm inside Christ. So I'm angry. You're angry with him. Pour him some water. Yes, you want to just, you want to poison him or something. You would dry clean this, Agbada. <laughs> now watch this. Did it touch you? See where it went on. Are you seeing this? That's why he says the battle is not yours. Yes, sir. It is Christ you have taught because you are in him. You are untouchable because Christ is covering you. You are inside Christ. That's how you become untouchable. So when they touch this, the moment he poured this water, the battle is not yours. It's not you he touched. You see this here, leave some unnecessary fights. Leave it for God. Just leave it for God. It's not yours. Focus on the real deal this year. Leave unnecessary quarrels and unless they said this about me, they did this. Let it go because I am in Christ. So you know who you really touched. You know who you really touched? It's Christ. Because he cannot be touched because he's inside Christ. So the battle, you, you, you sit back and say, God, are you seeing what they're doing to you? I, it's none of my business right here. 
because it's you it's right there and God will fight for you you will hold your peace hallelujah he will fight for you now think of in Christ like this again imagine that I ask two of you and say first to get to the first to get to the pastor the fastest person that gets to the pastor will get a prize Anyone, anyone. Ike is strolling down. Now watch this. You know what happens? At this point, it is about your speed. It's about your strength. It's about your, your, health, health, your condition of health. It's about works, praise the Lord. But when you are in Christ, imagine that two of you are sitting in a Benz. Right? And the car is going. And I say first to get to the market. Who will get there first? Who will get there first? There will be no basis for competition because it's no longer by your strength. It's the speed of the car that determines how fast you get there. If you are in Christ, imagine you are in a car. It's the car that determines how fast you get there. This year you are in Christ, so it's not going to be by power. It's not going to be by might. But guess where it's going to, who it's going to be by? By my spirit, saith the Lord. Praise the Lord. So stop gauging these things by your strength and effort. We are in Christ and Christ is the hope of glory praise the Lord celebrate Jesus now this is where you return this is where you return Christ <laughs> because I can't live without him <laughs> return right here and now this is the expert in hallelujah somebody celebrate Jesus in this place Praise God. Go and get your own Christ. <laughs> Hallelujah. Wave your hands to him and give him praise. Just give him glory. Give him glory. I depend on you. I trust in you. I know that you are working all things together for my good. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know the power of Christ in me. We've talked about the power of you in Christ. The power of Christ in me. Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. Um, Pastor Matthew, Genesis chapter 1 verse 1, the Bible says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void and darkness. So what are the three? Let's look at this. The three problems that God had to solve. Reverend Obina is in the house. Reverend Duke is in the house. If you people told me you were coming, we'll share this message. <laughs> Praise God. Watch this. The three problems... God had to, amen, three problems that God had to deal with in Genesis. Look at me. Three problems. Problem number one, the earth was without form. The second one, void. The third one, can you name the three problems? Number one, without form. Number two, number three, how did he fix these three problems? How did he fix these three problems? The problem of, because of time, I won't go too far. The problem of without form, he fixed with the word. The Bible says, by faith we understand that the worlds were formed by the word of God. He fixed with the word. The problem of void, guess how he filled it? Life. And God began to bring living things, to fill the, the vacuum. He brought life in. So how did he solve the problem of Without form, 
his word. How did he solve the problem of void? Life. And guess how he solved the problem of darkness? Light. Praise the Lord. So three things, three problems. Name the three problems again. Without form? Void? How did he solve without form? How did he solve void? How did he solve darkness? John chapter 1 verse 1. John chapter 1 verse 1 and see this. Praise God. Some of you will get it faster than others. But John 1 1 quickly. Quickly, quickly, quickly. In the beginning was the word. Put it on the screen. I want us to see something. Thank you. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. So who is really the word? Jesus, right? Jesus was introduced by John as the word. And that's how God solved, remember, the problem of what? Without form. Number two, go to the next verse. The same was with God in the beginning. Go to the next verse. Just keep going. All things were made by him. So talking about the word as him. All things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. Go to four. And in, in him who Jesus was what? How did he solve the problem of void? And the life was what? The light of men. How did he solve the problem of darkness? So from the beginning, it was Jesus solving the problems of the world. Right from the beginning, it was Jesus. That's why the Bible says, without him was not anything made that was made. It was Jesus fixing the world from the beginning. Guess where Jesus lives today? Christ in me. There's no problem you can't solve. There's no problem that will come to you that is unsolvable. With you now, the Bible says with God nothing shall be impossible. Guess where God is? With you. That means with you, nothing is impossible. Who's ready to take over this year? Who's ready to take territories this year? Who's ready to accomplish big things this year? You are not at a disadvantage. The creator of the universe, the one who fixed the world from the beginning. And when it got broken, he fixed it again. Hallelujah. I tell people, when God said, when, when at the beginning, when the Bible says God rested, it wasn't because he was tired. It was because he was done. There was nothing else to do. Yes, no work to do, then you fall asleep. Because it's not, it's not, it just rested because I can't find anything to do. I've done it well. It is very good. Then the world fell apart. Then Jesus came again. When Jesus fixed it, what did he say? It is, what can you add to finish? It's already done. It's already settled. It's already finished. You are going forward. As you praise forward today, know this. I'm praising because I know I'm going forward. I'm not going backwards. I'm not at a disadvantage. Nothing is wrong with me. Nothing will stop me. I am in Christ. Christ is in me. This is the biggest benefit of God's grace. Are you going to heaven to look for gold? Have you not seen gold before? It's Christ that makes the difference. It's Christ that makes heaven heaven. If Jesus packs out of heaven, no need for heaven. Hallelujah. And Christ lives in you. Christ lives in you. One more scripture as I wrap this up. Saying this to you to go into the year with celebration. Listen to me. Some people will ask, if this is so, why am I going through the things? Why did I go through the things I went through last year? Why do I face challenges? In 2 Timothy 4.2, the Bible introduces two seasons. And then in Galatians 6.9, it introduces one more season. Three major seasons revealed by the Bible in the New Testament. Season number one, the Bible says be instant 
in season can you say in season and out of season another translation says an out season be instant in season and out season two seasons and galatians 6 9 says in due season if you faint not you will reap your reward three seasons there's the in season can you say in season there's the out season there's the due season out season is when things are not working according to plan remember joseph he was promised um he was promised that his brothers would bow to him sun and moon father everybody will bow to him but he was sold into slavery that's an out season experience it's an out season experience in slavery he became and, and what i like about god you see when you have it like um I'm not a fan of Wiki, but I like this thing he said. If he didn't day, he didn't day. Praise the Lord. But when you have it, let them put you in prison. The Bible says, and he was, Joseph was prosperous. He was prosperous. When they put him in prison, he said he was prosperous. What? Prosperous? Even before he had anything, he was. That's who he was. It's who you are that will produce what you have. Praise the Lord. So you need to come to terms with who you are first so that the results can begin to flow. The next verse after that says, then God made everything he did to prosper. That means it wasn't the things he did and the works that made him prosperous. He was first prosperous before his works became prosperous. You are prosperous in the name of Jesus. But watch this. This is not where I'm going. Where I'm going is the, the Bible says, that if you look at his life, he was sent a man that was promised that everybody would bow to him. He's going to be great. The first thing that happened, he was sold into slavery. He found himself in Potiphar's house. In Potiphar's house, there was plenty. So it looked like it. See, don't settle. Are you hearing me? Don't settle. Praise God. Let me, let me agree. Don't, no grief for anybody. <laughs> Praise God. Don't settle. If they tell you that this is okay, you can settle, you are not grief. There's still much more you can accomplish. If you've seen big things, there are bigger things. Is somebody hearing me? Don't settle. They said the enemy of great is good. If you settle for good, you will never know great. So don't, don't grieve for anybody. Praise the Lord. I'm not saying fight like basket master. But I'm saying insist on what you want. Be clear about what you want and don't settle. Are you hearing me? Because Potiphar's has looked like it. Maybe this is what God was talking about. And some of you have settled thinking that maybe where I am is what God promised. No, there's so much more. There's so much more. Are you hearing me? There's so much more. Get ready for so much more. I like Paul. He always says much more. He said if when we were enemies of God, he sent his son and forgave our sins and redeemed us. Much more now that we are no longer his enemies. Think of it as that there's much more always. Praise the Lord. If he did all that when we were sinners, what will he do now that we are his friends? Praise the Lord much more look for much more this year praise the lord now watch this that was it looks like an in it was an in-season experience because potiphar made him what ruler of his whole house and his whole resources so he was managing wealth even in slavery he was managing prosperity abundance even in slavery praise the lord so that was an in-season. In-season is when things look like they're working. They're going all right. They're working for you. Things are coming to you. The job comes. Opportunities are coming. In-season. But the out-season is when it's no longer working again. 
Because suddenly from his in-season, he was sent to prison. It was an out-season. He wasn't managing resource, many money, plenty money again. He started managing scarcity. Because you know resources are lean in prison. He started managing scarcity. Hallelujah. Things became difficult. He was struggling. They put him in charge. I'm sure that it was that um, baker that was giving him problem. That's why he inter interpreted his dream that they will kill you and remove your head. Look at that dream. There's nothing in that dream that they said they would behead somebody. And look at scriptures. Go back after now and check the scriptures. The Bible did not say that it happened to them as they dreamt. It said it happened to them as Joseph interpreted. It's the interpret interpretation that is the problem. It's not what happened. It's not the dream you have. It's the interpretation. <laughs> the interpretation. Go and check that scripture. The Bible says it happened to them as Joseph interpreted. Do you notice? Let me prove my point before I round up. Pastor Ernest, do you know that the baker was afraid to go and tell him? Why? There's a problem. He waited when he saw that he interpreted the butler. So he said, okay, maybe I, I can try too. Joseph said, I got you now. You want to give me a problem in this prison? You will lose your head. <laughs> it was the interpretation. All of them were carrying something for king. Why did they not go to the palace? One was beheaded. The other one was restored. Praise God. Don't subject yourself to the interpretations of anybody else. Interpret your own dreams. Declare what you want to see. Today the dance, the celebration is based on the dreams you have. You begin to interpret them that this year things will fall in place for me. As you are dancing, people don't understand why. They don't know you have interpreted your dreams already. That this year things are going to work for me. I'm going to get restoration. Lines will fall in pleasant places for me. That's your dance. It doesn't matter what you've been through. Your dance is about where you are going to. That's why we are praising forward. I know in whom I have believed. I am in Christ. All things are working for me. I've become untouchable. And you move with boldness and confidence. Hallelujah. Wrapping this up. In season, when things are going right. Out season is what? He went to out season. And then, in due season, he was remembered and taken to the palace. At that point, the real fulfillment came. Hallelujah. Listen to me. God will take your in season, mix with your out season, to produce your due season. That's why the scriptures make sense. For we know that all things work together out season working together with in season to produce due season but see the proviso if we faint not don't give up this year don't commit suicide this due season is coming this year don't give up quickly due season is coming this year don't lose faith quickly due season is coming don't lose faith in your church due season is coming don't lose faith in your pastor. Due season is coming. Rise to your feet today. If we faint not. In due season. Put up this scripture. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 3 and 4. Message translation. Ephesians chapter 5, 3 and 4. Message translation. Some people, some people speak Yoruba. How many of you speak Yoruba? I know Yoruba people in this church. Okay, good. How many of you speak Igbo? How many of you speak Igbo? How many of you speak Hausa? 
How many of you speak different? You speak at least one dialect. Okay, how many of you speak Pidgin English? Yoruba people speak what? Igbo people speak what? Hausa people speak what? But the believer's dialect is thanksgiving. Look at that scripture in the message. It says, it says, don't allow love to turn into love, setting it off a down heel slide into sexual promiscuity, filthy practices of bullying greed. Those some tongues just love the taste of gossip. How many of you love the taste of gossip? Those who follow Jesus have better uses for language than that. Don't talk dirty or silly. That kind of talk doesn't fit our lifestyle. Thanksgiving is our dialect. The believer speaks Thanksgiving. The query man speaks query. The Hausa man speaks Hausa, but the believer speaks Thanksgiving. Jesus came before the tomb of Lazarus and said, God, I thank you because you hear me always. That's our language. It's not, oh, things are hard. Your country is tough. God, I thank you. Thanksgiving is our dialect. Think, of, think about Jonah. In Jonah 2, Jonah, it was inside the belly of the fish. was right inside. And the Bible says, he said that I will give God my thanksgiving. I will pay my vows. See somebody inside belly of fish. You don't know that you will die. He was planning for thanksgiving service. That's thanksgiving is an act of faith. We believe and so we speak. We believe and so we act. It's an act of faith. He was inside. Immediately he said that. I will give God my thanksgiving and I will pay my vows. Immediately the next verse, the Bible says God spoke to the fish. He said this man gets the message. He gets the message. It's about thanksgiving. There's nothing we have that we have not received. There's no way you are better than those people I sent you to. <laughs> now that you know that it is all about me, you are ready for the assignment. Praise the Lord. In this year's praise forward, it's all about him. Thanksgiving is our dialect. That's what we will speak today and always this year in the name of Jesus Christ. Hold somebody's hand and listen to this. Thanksgiving involves giving. Are you hearing me? Thanksgiving involves giving. And so today we are going to give. Thanksgiving involves what? Giving. So we are going to give. We are going to give. We are going to give to a cause for a purpose. Praise the Lord. In church for real, there are real needs. Are you hearing me? There are real needs. And we are going to give towards these needs. Praise God. Church for real needs a good a, a land to buy a place. This place, alas, it was borrowed. But we need a place. How many of you agree that we need a place? You disagree? Or you are afraid? <laughs> you agree. We need a place. Church for Real has a lot of projects. I've been talking to the pastors and we have a lot of projects. I want to ask a few people to come stand with me and let's see how we can support the projects of Church for Real. Praise the Lord. The money is not going to me. I won't take any percentage. There are places where people do that. They share percentage. We don't do that in Church of God Mission. Praise the Lord. Church of God Mission is the one place you can go and worship God and be sure that there's nothing behind. No hidden thing behind. No mystery behind. It is as you see it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So I want to ask some people today 
if you want to be part of the projects to support the projects of church for real i'd like to, to ask you to come join me now listen to what i'm talking about before you come Chuck, I, I think we can raise at least 20 million naira here today is it possible so some people can give a million some can give five hundred thousand. but if we do all of this or whatever it is you can give we can raise a million naira towards the projects of the church hallelujah i'm not very good skillful at this so i'm not going to try to persuade or manipulate your minds if you know what is good please join me if you know what is good you want to contribute towards this please come please come whatever it is you can do towards this let's raise at least a million naira. come if you know what is good i'm, I'm not going to tell you oh in seven days time this will happen to you but one thing i know that there's seed there's time and there's harvest praise the lord so come join me come join me thank you come join me if we have 20 people giving 1 million that's 20 million if we have 40 people giving 500 if we have people giving 250 200 please just come join me come join me no there are some people who used to be in church for real you are here today you've you're somewhere else it's time to give back to your base are you hearing me it's time to give back to your base so please come those who know me will be shocked now. They don't, you never expect me to preach and do this. Praise God. But it's, there's a need. We give in response to needs. Praise God. And see, when you give, trust me. When you give, you start the year like this. Trust me. Lines will fall in pleasant places for you. Because God is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. He's a rewarder. I need a few more people to join us. Just do that quickly. If you want to join us, whatever it is you have that you want to give towards this 20 million we're trying to raise today, do that. If you bring um, something for them to fill in so that they can take, um, let us know what they want to do. Maybe somebody here is giving the whole 20 million. That's fine. Is that not possible? It's possible. It's possible. All right. Please come, 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 come join us. Come join us. Thank you. Thank you. If there's anything you can do, please. I'll, I'll give you one more minute to do that. I'll give you one more minute. Because sometimes it's not easy to make those decisions. Sometimes you need to think about it. You need to do your calculations. You need to think about the, the, the things you are dealing with. But trust me, God will take care of it. God will take care of it. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Stretch your hands towards all these people in front today. Thank God for their lives. If you are joining them, you can still join them. You can still do that. Thank God for their lives. Let me give you this quick testimony. Once upon, because this is a testimony of praise forward. Once upon a time, my wife told me, she said, I think Pastor Ernest should know this testimony. She told me and said, I'm tired of this level of income. Then in Portacot, she says, I'm tired of this level of income. I want my income to increase. So she said to me, this is what I'm going to do. You know, my wife is a better preacher than I am. <laughs> but she will never agree. She should be pastor, then I become pastor's husband. <laughs> Praise God. So she said to me, she said, um, I will begin to give tithe of the new salary I want to receive. I will not tithe what I receive now. I will give tithe in anticipation, praise the Lord, of the new level I want to enter, the new salary I want. So she increased her tithe. 
and began to pay a tithe of what she wanted, not what she was receiving. Praise God. Now she continued to do that. Month one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nothing happened, but she continued. If you faint not, in due season, you will be rewarded. Eight months, on the eighth month, after doing it for eight months, she received a letter of promotion. Now, when they told her the new salary package, it was more than she was tithing for. But that isn't the testimony. That isn't the testimony. See the testimony. If you remember, they backdated the effective date by eight months. Effective date by eight months. That means from the month she started, God answered. From the month she, from this month, January, as you are praising, things have been settled in October. Things have been settled in July. Things have been settled in advance. So when you are praising, don't look at your circumstances and say, God, you have not done. No, 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 no. Don't judge God based on your circumstances. He will take what? The in-season mixed with what? And produce what? Due season in the name of Jesus. Stretch your hands towards this one. Everybody standing out. I pray this year you will stand out truly. Wherever you go this year, you will stand out. In the name of Jesus Christ. This year you will stand out. The Lord put resources in your hands like never before because you have made yourself a vessel, you have made yourself a source. The Lord put resources in your hands like never before in the name of Jesus Christ. The Lord make you answers to prayers in the name of Jesus. Open your eyes to the opportunities this year in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray for you. The Lord will replenish from where these resources will come from. The Lord will replenish a hundredfold in the name of Jesus Christ. In this year, 2024, let resources pass through your life, your account like never before. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. God bless you greatly. Celebrate Jesus. Thank you. Hallelujah. I want to pray for the entire church. Please just stand up today. Stand up today. Praise God. Thank God. Stand up today. Praise forward is praising in advance. Lift your hands to him. Lift your hands to him. Thank you, Jesus. Lift your hands to him. Say with me, I am in Christ. So I'm untouchable. I'm unstoppable. Say Christ is in me. I have everything I need. I have become a solution provider. Because the solution of the world lives in me. God will take my in-season, mixed with my out-seasons, to produce my due-season. This year, I will invest and I will see returns on my investment. In the name of Jesus Christ. Celebrate Jesus with a shout of celebration. God bless you. No, no, do, the, do it better. To the King of Kings. To the King Eternal. To the King Immortal. To the King Invisible. To the only wise God. Hallelujah. God bless you. This message was brought to you by Church of God Mission International, Church for Real. For more information, log on to our website at www.churchforreal.org. Church for Real. Influence your world.